0: Aaron Whitlow here from the Markout Movie Podcast. I'm doing a, um, I want to do a clear my queue real quick of um, Class Act. I also wanted to view National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 before it leaves Netflix, but it looks like it's having a problem loading. I believe that they probably didn't think nobody was going to watch it. So they're like, like probably purging it from the system right now. So it's it's not loading, so. I'm going to hang that one up uh, and just chuck it up as a loss. Uh, But I did remember enjoying that movie. Um, And if they ever bring it back, I would be sure to maybe review it. Or if it shows up on another uh, streaming service, I'll be able to do it there too. But anyway, uh, we're not talking about Loaded Weapon today. We're going to talk about Class Act, which is a 1992 film. Uh, starring, uh, directed by Randall Miller, um, screenplay by John Simper. It made thirteen point twenty seven million at the box office. Um, I don't believe I don't know if it came out. Uh, like I don't know if it came out in theaters at all. Um, I always knew it just from home video, and uh, also on. Uh, I also knew it from being like on like Showtime or, you know, Cinemax or one of those channels like HBO back in the day. Anyway, um, Class Act is uh, a comedy, screwball comedy. So now we're in 38 minutes long. It was back when movies was pretty short. Um, And uh, it's, uh, the plot is this. Duncan Pentahuse, which is Christopher Reed, our kid, from Kid and Play, is a nerdy straight-A student with no social life. And Blade Brown, Christopher Martin, aka Play, is a tough bad boy with grades so low he has little hope of graduating from high school. When a faithful mistake swaps their permanent records and thereby identities, they decide to take advantage. Duncan will raise Blade's grades and Blade will show Duncan how to be cool. However, they both start to realize that their new lives aren't what they what they expected. So, um this movie was released June 5th, 1992 when I was uh 12 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an old movie. Um and let's let me see. Let me get to the cast of this film. Um so the cast of this movie uh, is Christopher Reed, as I said, kid from Kid and Play. Christopher Martin Blade is, uh, or Play from Kid and Play. And Andre Rosie Brown is jail guard. Meshack Taylor is Duncan's dad. Marion Ada Alda is Duncan's mom. Loretta Divine as Blade's mom. Rick. uh, Dockham as the parole officer. Reichert, uh, he uh, is also known to be in uh, The Burbs, which is a great movie. 80s Jim. Tony Simots as Dr. Oprah Jeff Jensen as prison guard or Scott Jensen. And then other people are in this movie, including a cameo by uh, Polly Shore as the weasel. And also, before he is Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang, and also uh, Rhea Perlman, uh, Danny DeVito's ex-wife. She's also in this um, movie. Uh, Before I get into the thick of it, um, I'm gonna play a trailer from the movie. Dr. Oppenheimer, Dr. Martin, from the bottom of my heart, Speaking as a third-generation Penderhues, this is the culmination of a lifelong dream. Go Raging Beavers. (laughs) Well, 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 Duncan. (laughs) Hafford has the highest admittance standards in the world. So the fact that you had a perfect SAT score, a 4.0 grade average, well, as far as we at Hafford are concerned, is insufficient. I beg your pardon? What he means is all of your accomplishments will go for naught if you can't pass a P.E. course to satisfy your high school graduation requirements. No graduation. No effort. Well, now, doctors, we moved because we found a school that grades physical education on a pass-fail basis. That way I wouldn't have to fake asthma anymore. Duncan was never very athletic. Good. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Well, make sure you get your transcripts in on time. By the 1st. So you see, everything was chilling. Bye, till Until that first day of school. it <laughs> Alright, so that was a little bit of the trailer uh, for Class Act. I would say it's not so much trailer as it was just a clip from the movie. Uh, But yeah, so um, this is spoilers, so I'm going to have to go into it. If I'm going to do this, I got to do this for real. Uh, So uh, this movie starts out with, uh, as you heard there, Duncan Penderhue's trying to uh, get into this uh, his school, but he can't because he has uh, never really done anything athletic like PE because of his, um, he's, he's an intellectual and he doesn't, he lacks, uh, you know, he lacks, you know, the skill set to be a physical person, I guess. And so um, he's going to this other school that is, accept that will accept him uh but at unbeknownst to him Blake Brown played by uh, play is going to uh he just got uh, got out he's meeting with his parole officer once again uh that parole officer is played by Rick uh Duke-Humman. um but yeah um he is um he meets with him and he tells him, i tell you what, buddy, um, you're going to have to, you know, go to school. And if you fail, you go back to jail essentially. So if he gets, if he fails or flunks or does not pass or anything like that, he's going straight back to jail. That's, uh, that's the, uh, condition of his, uh, parole from, uh, jail. So he's a rough guy, rough character. Uh, violent man who he spent most of his time uh beating up people uh his record consists of a lot of violence against people you know uh, just a violent individual um so um as they're going to school um their uh transcripts uh, i guess the uh he bumps into Uh, the secretary of the school because she I believe she has to use the restroom or something I forget but they bump into one another and transcripts and the permanent records flip and the picture uh, for Duncan lands in Blade's folder and the picture for Blade lands in Duncan's folder so now switcheroo the people think that Duncan is the misfit and that Blade is the genius and so you see, uh when uh Dunk when Blade goes to meet with the principal, the principal is very welcoming, he's very open and and uh appreciative, very joking and relaxed with them. You know, and uh tells him that we're gonna sign you up for this competition. I want you to murder the other team. Blade doesn't really understand, he thinks he, oh, you really want me to merge his other team, like hurt him beat him up, you know, stuff like that. He's like, I can get down with that, you know. And so he agrees to it, but he doesn't know that he's agreeing to it as Duncan Penderhues. He believes that he's agreeing to it as just Blake Brown and that this principal is just super cool and chill. And so uh, uh, and then as, after he leaves, uh, Duncan uh, Duncan Penderhues comes into office and a principal treats him as if he's Blade Brown. So he immediately grabs a bat. He stands out. He's standoffish. He doesn't want to get beat up, or he doesn't want any trouble with him, and he try to talk it down to him, and pretty much says, "Man, if you don't pass, well, we're gonna da 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 You know, this is a classic one of those uh, mistaken identity type of plots um, that's in this film. And so, um, <clears throat> so they go to class, uh, their respective class for Blade, who is now. Assuming Duncan's identity, um, unbeknownst to him, goes into the uh uh goes into the like higher learning type of like the uh the part of the school that is for like the intellectuals and stuff like that. And and as the and as as he's going through the school, you see graffiti on the lockers. You're so loud. You hear you know hip hop. Noisy, it's dirty, it's grimy. There's security guards. There's, uh, they have you know metal detectors. It's just so ghetto, right? But the moment that he passes through the um, pass through these double doors and goes into the advanced classes, uh, it's just you hear Beethoven. It's clean, aesthetically pleasing. It's just beautiful. It's like night and day. Uh, and so he goes into the school into the class and his first teacher is uh rita perlman uh or Rhea perlman i'm sorry uh from uh like i said she you might know her from matilda you might know her from uh, obviously cheers um uh she's like you know she, i don't see her in much any anything now she did do a uh, essentially, a cameo spot on uh, the Goldbergs uh, here, like maybe a few months ago, with other members of Cheers. But yeah, so it was pretty. It's pretty uh, dope to see her in this, and so uh, she's playing this teacher uh, who uh, ex- actually very flirtatious with uh, th- with this guy, <laughs> with uh, with Blade, and uh, and also in Blade's classroom. Is none other than, uh, oh man, let me find her. Uh, let me find her name. I apologize. I want to get this right. I think I found her. Um, hold up. No, I didn't. Hold up. I'm going to get it. I don't want to get her wrong. Ellen, played by Karen pa- pa- uh, Parsons. If you don't know Karen Parsons, you might know her better at, uh, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. As uh she played uh Hillary Banks on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um she also played in uh uh The Ladies Man with uh you know uh what was that guy? You know, I forget I forget his name. Uh he he went up to us, excuse me Shu thing, can I buy offer you a fish sandwich? Um but yeah, so you know, uh she's in this film and she's just beautiful and then uh the i guess the would be love interest of the would be love interest of um Duncan is a girl named Demita, who's played by Alyssa uh Alyssa uh Rogers now she's only been in like two movies uh this one <clears throat> as far as i can see she might be been in more let me click on her profile on imdb Uh, So, she has been in a little bit more, but not many more. So, she's been in Boys in the Hood, which is where you initially know her as as Shanice, and Boys in the Hood, which is 1991, and then a year later, she got uh, the role as Domita in Class Act. 2000, so there's a big gap there. She played Paula in a short film, and then in 2013, she played Linda Merritt in another short film. So, she hasn't really done a lot, um, but she never really got to. She never really got to shine. I don't know how she was as an actress outside of. I haven't seen her later stuff, but her characters in both uh, Boys and Hood and a character in this film is fairly similar. Uh, so she, I don't know her range. It's funny that she started Boys and Hood with Regina Hall uh well regina king i'm sorry and uh and regina king has gone on to be such a phenomenal actress and big actress yeah i would say she's she's a b-list movie actress <clears throat> maybe possibly even uh getting into a list with her role in Watchmen. man she's uh she's gonna have to be considered for other major roles because she's well i'll say she's a a-lister because um she was up for uh, supporting actress in uh in uh, uh Bill Street and Talk. So yeah. Um so yeah, she's doing her thing though, for sure. Uh but anyway, so in this classroom he finds out that he, you know, uh essentially he finds out that everybody thinks he's Duncan Penderhughes. And then Duncan Penderhues finds out that everybody thinks she he's Blade Brown. And uh he ends up running into get uh he ends up first encountering um uh Dougie Doug, who plays a guy named Popsicle. Now if you don't know Dougie Doug, uh he's been in several different shows um as little side characters, but mainly uh, Brandon will remember him as uh Harlan Griffith <laughs> From Eight Legged Freaks. he's the uh, uh he's the guy that was like very paranoid. Uh was a uh yeah, I didn't know he was in Shark Tale. Oh also Cool Runnings. Uh he's Sonka Kofi in uh Cool in Cool Running. Uh but yeah, he's um he was the guy that was very paranoid in Eight legged Freaks. But anyway, uh he's he's a okay committed actor. Um you know, but yeah, he's in this film as the uh, as the as the guy that becomes Duncan's best friend. Duncan as Blade Brown's best friend. And so but anyway, in his classroom, he has a run in with Popsicle. Uh, and then um, at, well, as he's running in with Popsicle, um, we're introduced to uh, uh, the character of Wedge, who's played by Lamont Johnson. Uh, Lamont Johnson was a scary looking dude back in the day in a lot of his films. Uh, I see that he did continue his film career. Uh, he had an episode, he's been on Grace and Frankie on Netflix, uh, CSI Miami, Girlfriends. He's been on a lot of TV, it looks like. Um, film-wise, he's, um, you know, uh, little class act, uh, you know, the five heartbeats. I remember him in five Beats. He was Bobby Casanova, who uh, was supposed to be in the five Beats, But he got shot in the leg. And so, ergo, he didn't get to <laughs> dance in five heartbeats. He's also MC Slammer in Fear of the Black Hat. Uh, and uh, he's done other little things along the way. But anyway, in this film, he plays Wedge. Wedge is a big-time bully slash drug dealer in the school and um he's very uh he's very protective of his girlfriend demita um and uh he thinks that duncan as blade is trying to hit on his girl and then uh popsicle finds duncan's uh you know permanent record with with uh with uh but as blade but with, you know, his picture on it. And then he's like, hey, yo, yo, this is Blade Brown. This guy's bad. He once beat up a man and did this. And like the legend of Blade Brown, he's like this badass, you know. Done this, done this, done this, you know, done that. Just a bad dude, right? And so, um, and then the guy's like, I don't care who you are. Uh, you better not miss my girlfriend. You know, then uh, towards the end of the school day, he essentially offends him again for some reason. I guess because the girlfriend realized, oh, well, that was Blake Brown. See, that's what I don't like about Demeter in this. Demeter comes off as fake. She started this whole thing uh, ultimately, like, repulsed by the idea of Duncan because Duncan was kind of like, like, dude came in with a gun, started shooting, and then, uh, you know, Wedge beat him up and threw him out the classroom. But uh, Duncan was hiding, here right by her uh and was kind of on her and she's like get off me get off me you know like you know she's acting that way and so uh but once she finds out that this is blade brown quote unquote you know she's all over him and so she she comes off to me as fake she doesn't come off to me as genuine um you know? but uh i think her character does have a little arc in there and we're going to talk about that when i get to it but anyway uh duncan and um Duncan and uh, Duncan and this guy wedge uh has a little squabble that that guy said right the school, uh but before he can uh get to the principal and tell the principal, hey, there's been a misunderstanding. I'm not Blade Brown, I'm actually Duncan Penderhues. Uh, Blade grabs him, takes him in the woodshop, uh, terrorizes him, uh with the with the uh saw and uh with Sanders and things like that. And tell him, no, you're going to be me, and I'm going to be you, and this is how it's going to be. If you do this, then you, th- this will happen. If I, you know, da, da, da. And he's like, well, I can't be you. I got to fight this Wedge guy at school. Um, Duncan says, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So he beat up Wedge, and um, and then uh, comes out, says, hey, man, my name's Duncan, My name's Duncan Penderpiss, or <laughs> something like that. He's like. And uh, and it's, that's a running gag in this movie that he's always messing up his last name. Duncan Pender Puss, Duncan Pender Blossom. You call him anything. Uh, uh, Pender Pants. Uh, uh, he calls him anything except for Pender Hughes. Uh, but uh, he, anyway, he comes out and announces to the whole student body, essentially. Yo, Wedge ran because he is a little punk. So I guess Blade Brown really is a badass, you know and so Blade Duncan kind of revels, revels relishes in that moment uh then Blade tells him hey man if you're going to be me you can't be riding a bicycle essentially so you got to ride drive my car and be me you know so it gives him his nice looking red car to drive uh and then uh Blade rides his little bicycle you know uh so that's his little cover i guess you know and so uh, you, uh, we go to Blades home. We find out that Blades' mother is actually Loretta Devine. So that was, that was also a little thrill for me to see Loretta Devine in this film. I totally forgot that she was in this movie. Uh, she uh, plays his mother. Obviously, Loretta Devine goes on to have a really good career after this uh, film. Uh, a lot of them is like uh, waiting to exhale, uh a lot of them is you know she's in crash um she's in a lot of stuff she plays a lot of the mother characters i think she's a little typecast at this point though uh but she uh she is a tremendous actress and uh and uh she has dynamic range as well in films but uh but sadly, you don't get to see a lot of that because, you know, people like to typecast people as one thing. If they see them and know them as one thing, they like to typecast them as that one thing. Um, but anyway, you find out that Loretta is Blade's mom. And he's like, she's like, boy, don't get in trouble. or you going to get in, or are you going to go to jail? Uh, just stay in the books and do what you're supposed to do, you know. And then uh, Duncan goes to his home And his parents ask him, has he, uh, you know, it's a totally different, you know, scenario. Uh, You don't see uh, Blade and his mom eating dinner together. Uh, But when you get to Blade, Duncan says him and his his father. Now, his father, uh, played by Meshach Taylor, uh, he's probably been a lot of things. uh, But the one thing that I want to bring you to uh, is... He played Hollywood in Mannequin, in 1987's Mannequin. He also played him in the sequel to Mannequin, uh, uh, the little sequel that came out, uh, you know, back in 91 as well. So, yeah, he's a, he's an actor that I'm just... I really... Uh, also, he's in, he was in Design of Women. He had a big role in Design of Women as Anthony Beauvais. Um But, yeah... I know, I know him mainly growing up as uh Hollywood in <laughs> Mannequin. Mannequin is one of those films that I really absolutely loved uh growing up. Now, would it hold up today? I say nostalgic wise, yeah, probably would. I would love to see Mannequin. I'd love for me and Brandon to maybe watch it one day and uh do a review of mannequin just to see if it holds up. Um, so we may do that, uh, in twenty twenty, God willing. But anyway, his father, Duncan's dad, is Meshach. So Mishak, uh, you know, ask him how's his, uh, how was school, how was his uh, first day? Did he make friends? And uh, he was telling him. And then that t- same time, the doorbell rings uh, crazy amount of times, you know. And then the door knock and things like that. Couldn't find out this is Blade at the door. <laughs> Blade is there, and he tell and he pretty much is rude to the parents and then says, hey. I gotta talk to you real quick. Talks to Duncan, gets him in the bedroom, uh, and tries to help him out with his style, his fashion sense, and then uh, uh, now this gets a little subplot that happened in this film, which if this film was made today, this would not happen because we live in a totally different society than it was in ninety two. Um, so the so in this film, uh, Blade. Uh, not blade is um, taking Duncan's hair and uh, tightening it and messing, you know. It's, so his father hears all this racket, and he goes upstairs and he opens the door, but he doesn't see them because they're behind like a, a, a divider. They're behind like some type of divider, so he doesn't see him, but you can just hear him. And Duncan and Blade says, says stop blowing me, you know. And he says uh, it's it's it hurts t- so too tight, you know. Uh, and just, like, the words that they're saying is kind of insinuating that uh, Duncan and Blade are gay and that they're homosexual. And so, uh, so that starts this little subplot where the father keeps interpreting everything that's happening between Blade and Duncan every time they're together in the home as some being homosexual. Um, whether... Blade says, hey, he's going to make a really good homie one day. The father's like, did he say homosexual? Uh, uh, you know, homo, you know, something like that. Um, and uh, there's other times where it just was like like that, you know. Uh, there's like misunderstandings and stuff like that. And we're going to get to the payoff for that at the end. I will give this movie this. They set up something, they pay it off. Nothing is wasted, you know, really, you know. Um, and so he gives him his fashion and stuff like that. And he tells Duncan tells blade, well, you need to start dressing a little bit more like me. And so blade does change his style to look a little bit more prepping, look a little bit more polished, um, and not so much hood. Um, and so that does happen. And, uh, and you know, they start essentially falling into the roads as each other. Um, they, at one point, were introduced to Blade's uh, goons. Blade's got two goons that kind of st- uh, show up and help out. And it's a guy named Fruity and a guy named Gogo. Now, I don't know David Bosoto, Bosoto but it's Go-Go, but Reginald Ballard is Fruity. He also played Brub Man from The Fifth Flow on Martin, that guy. And so, they're... Um, so they're, they're, they uh, um, they they introduce this char- these characters, and so every time in this film, whenever uh, Wedge has an issue with uh, Duncan, aka Duncan as Blade, which uh, is kid, he goes to fight him, but then he gets beat up and ambushed every time with a sack over his head, so he doesn't see who's attacking him. It gets beat up every time. Beat up, boom, boom, boom. Kicked, beat up, boom, 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 bam, bam. Then thrown out. And then it appears as if Duncan as Blade has done the beating up. And so he gets even more, even more juice from that. Um and so um but at the same time, you know, obviously Blade is starting to want, want to get a little bit really Uh, intellectual a little bit because uh he's spun by uh hillary banks (laughs) uh uh, her name in this is i want to say did i say emma ellen ellen uh so he's kind of spun spun on by her to become a little bit more intellectual but then she's really digging him and then uh when i mentioned there's a little change in the character of demita this is what i mean um a kid or in this movie, uh Duncan as Blade, ask her um essentially question that no other man has really asked, because every other man has just been trying to get in her pants and do this or do that, you know, things like that. He asked her uh what you know, what do you want to do in life or something like that. He like he he wants to know more about her, not so much just get to get inside of her pants and so uh that kind of makes her see, "Oh well, you're different from other guys um and so she really starts really digging him not just as blade but as him as an individual um and uh you know and uh, they 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 both kind of have a little thing going on like that between uh blade as Duncan as well. he has that little moment of of being more than just the thug or being more than just a nerd, you know? Um Well, anyway, unbeknownst to these two guys, Wedge's brother, uh, cousin, <clears throat> uh, Wedge's cousin, cousin, who's in this movie, his name is Mink Thomas, Michael Ford, also known as Tommy on Martin. If you ever watch Martin, you know, you always talk about Tommy and got no job. That's what I'm talking about. This Tommy. Tommy's in this movie. Tommy's also in Harlem Nights. Um, he's the reason for our, our senior Ohio, uh senior Hall uh crying gun rampage in that movie. Uh so that's why he goes on, on that little gun rampage is because of the uh of of what happened to him in Harlem Nights. Anyway, uh so Mink essentially says, Well, I'll tell you what you know, it's time for me to handle this situation because uh, Wedge is going to get shot by him. But uh, but he's like, no, I'm going to go ahead. and uh, he said, But before he can shoot Wedge, uh, Wedge says, no, no, no. Well, it's not me. It's really uh, this Blade character, man. He's coming in on your territory, stealing your property. He's, he's uh, getting these people to want to buy from him and not you. And so he's like doing this false thing saying that Blade essentially is uh, messing up his money, which in a way, Duncan is because he tells people he shouldn't do drugs, you know. Uh, Well, during this, after he uh, tells uh, Popsicle not he shouldn't be doing drugs because Popsicle, uh, the last beat up that a wedge got is because Duncan interfered in between we uh, Wedge trying to beat up Popsicle uh because Popsicle was uh, I guess he used he got some drugs from him and didn't pay. And um and so he took up for him uh Allah having Gogo and Fruity do the beating up, you know. And um and so he's running in and he's talking to uh he's talking to Blade about this in the hallway. And who shows up but none other than Polly freaking Shore. And I totally forgot Polly Shore was in this movie. Totally forgot Polly Shore was in this bloody movie, man. He plays Julian Thomas, but he also called himself the Weasel, which I have a theory that Polly Shore, as the Weasel, has been the same character in every single movie that he's been the Weasel in. If he's prepared to weasel even though they change his name in the credits, I think it's the same guy he just gets around honestly i but i I'm not digging. i'm not I'm not digging on Polly I absolutely love Polly Shore I'm a huge fan of his um honestly no lie I'm not gassing anyone I'm really a fan of Polly Shore it's something about his movies that's just endearing to me um but anyway so Polly Shore as uh I'm just gonna kind of Weasel. Weasel pretty much says to uh Blade and Duncan, Hey buddies, there is the I'm gonna have a drug uh <laughs> an anti drug festival that try to get people to get their minds off of the drugs. Uh, you know, you know, he does a little talk and things like that. Time we've and girls with the you You know, <laughs> Oh, this is probably short talk. Talk. Uh, essentially, he talks them into performing, showing up and performing at this drug anti-drug rally. So they show up and they do perform at the anti-drug rally. Uh, and uh, and it was a success. They did a song. I got my mind made up. Come on, I'm with it. I'm getting on because I'm too strong. I know right from wrong. You know, Ken and Play had some good music back in the day, honestly. Um, I don't understand why... Anything in their characters would suggest they would be good to make a kid's cartoon off of these guys. But yet, it happened. Nobody remembers this, but it happened. Kid and Play had a cartoon. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Let me know on Facebook on Mark Movie Podcast. Let me know on Mark I Movie Pod on Twitter. Or let me know at Rev A Rock also on Twitter. So let me know if I'm wrong. Or let Brandon know, the real Brandon Spivey on Twitter so anyway they go to this this dance essentially and uh, after the dance they're with their individual girls uh, and um, at this point uh, Mink and his goons with Wedge as well essentially kidnap Duncan as Blade and takes him and uh, you know, runs off with them in the car. And so, um, Popsicle gets with uh Gogo and gets with Fruity to get with uh Ellen to get with Demita to go over to uh Blade and uh tell him, Hey, yo, 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 you know, uh Duncan was kidnapped, or they said Blade, and then like they you know, they get out. they all get in the car. And they pursue them. Uh uh Pop circle says he has uh he has photographic memory. So he remembers a vehicle. He says he's like Lee Majors, you know. Uh he said, doo, 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 doo. I'm like Lee Majors, you know, I got photographic memory. Then he's like, Oh, it messes up. There's a scene when they're all on the payphones talking. And then um they finally see them drive by. So they pile in the car and they chase and chasing and pursues. Uh, This is when the movie becomes very cartoonish. The chase scene. A lot of things happened. It was very dangerous. Um, Like within the the stunts and stuff. But from the chase scene, they end up at this wax museum that Demeter works at. We found this out earlier in the film that she works at this wax museum. So uh, there's one funny gag that happens within this. Every time... Uh somebody says it look, like at a wax fever look, it's this person. Somebody always corrects him and says that it's somebody else, but it's never the person that they think it is. So somebody says, Look, it's uh look, uh Jeopardy is uh, you know, it's uh Alex Trebek or like that they said, No it ain't it's passe Jack. And then somebody said that it's uh somebody else. I forget, but every time they say somebody, it's not the person that they name. But yeah, the wax museum part part of this film it gets very cartoonish. Uh, a lot of actually, they actually speed up the uh, frame rate where the characters are running super fast, like cartoons. It's hiding, they're hiding, and they, it's like obviously them hiding as wax figures or you know as dummies. And these criminals are just so dumb that they, they can't even see it. So, it gets really cartoonish towards the end, uh, in its climactic moment. Um, and then, uh, they all separate. And they start fighting. Uh, uh, Mink fights the real Blade. Also, by the way, the girlfriends and everybody finds out, yo, know, Blade is Blade and Duncan is Duncan. <coughs> so, they find this out. And so, but in here, they're fighting. Mink is fighting Blade. Uh, boy they have uh, Ellen they defeat Blade uh, they defeat Mink uh, and then um, Duncan finally comes out and uh, punches uh, Wedge and knocks him out he knocks him out so that's his is his arc that he actually defended himself also something I didn't mention is there's a scene where Duncan as Blade is uh Uh, He has to kick football because he knows aerodynamics. He knows that kick very far and uh, precise every time. And so, essentially, he gets on the football team and becomes like a a star kicker uh, for the school. Anyway, uh, but that's not here nor there. I just want to tell you that because it ties into the epilogue. Um, So, they essentially... um, Stop the bad guys, and then the real the police come in, and then we go back to where we started the movie at, which is Duncan in jail talking to this heavyset officer, uh, telling him the story of what happened, uh, and uh, how he became uh, how he became the uh, you know how he became locked up. Andre Rosie Brown, he's talking to him. And uh tells him how he became locked up. And so that's what, that's pretty much it. And then at the end, they're all let go. Uh, they all become friends. They all realize that if it hadn't been for none of this, I wouldn't have grown as a person. I wouldn't have grown as a person. Uh, then they have this, uh, this uh, knowledge bowl, essentially. And uh, the winner of the knowledge bowl gets a trip to, for two to Hawaii, Plus, the school gets the new hard, uh, hardwood floors for the gym, so uh, this school wants to really win, and so uh, Duncan is killing it with the questions. He's answering this, answering this, answering this. But then the girls from the uh, Catholic school they answer, and um, you know a question, and you know they they. But then it's tied, and it goes down to the last question, the question. So that ties into a situation, a comment that happened earlier between Blade uh, or Blade as Duncan and Ellen as they're studying uh, for his dissertation because uh, they're studying Shakespeare. And she mentions how Shakespeare is uh, talked about sex all the time, that the word to die in Shakespeare is referring to having an orgasm. And so, uh, the question happened to be for the lightning round or for the, the tiebreaker, is what does Shakespeare mean when he uses the word to die in his uh, in his uh, sonnets or in his poetry or in his writings? And so uh, he says to Papa, I mean, to, it means to have a sexual orgasm, and he wins and the school wins, and so he gets the grade. He gets the girl uh, and Duncan gets the grade and he also gets the scholarship. And he uh, goes, uh, one goes on to be a really smart uh, student, you know, which is Blade. He goes on to be a smart student and then uh, invents something, I believe. And then in the epilogue, you find out that Duncan goes on to be like, get a scholarship for sports uh, because of his kicking, you know. Uh, Not only is intellect, but it's kicking, you know. And so, the end of the story is that you can, you know, you just might need to be nudged in the right direction in order to successfully meet your potential. All right, now to my rating for this film. First, I'm going to do it. Does it hold up? There is elements of this film that was still funny that I remembered uh, nostalgic-wise. You know, but it doesn't hold up. A lot of reasons. A lot of music is outdated. A lot of fashion is clearly outdated. A lot of the, uh, the uh, people in it, obviously, is, some has is passed away now. Uh, in a lot of situations, like I said, with the whole homosexual thing, it wouldn't fly today in today's society. Like there's no way that they would make that like a subplot in a film at all. Not not humorously, they wouldn't do that. Um and so I would say that no, it doesn't hold up. But does it hold up for me to be entertained by it and enjoy it? Yes, it does. Um now does uh what's my rating for this film? I'm gonna give this movie uh three point five mark out out of uh 3.5 markouts out of five um it's a movie that's not perfect it's very flawed some stuff is like is uh just just downright bad uh but it is still enjoyable uh it's still it's still enjoyable uh i love the a lot of the callbacks and lines that i remember um uh, the Kid and Play had three movies, essentially. Uh, four. Maybe four. Maybe four. Three or four movies. They had House Party, House Party 2. I want to say House Party 3. Uh, maybe even House Party 4. I don't remember. But I know they had this too, Class Act. And this is their time branching out from being Kid and Play from House Party to being a different character of Duncan Hughes and Blade Brown in this movie. Um now Kid has been on he's went on to be in other things. Uh, he had a like a cameo in uh the Temptations uh biopic film uh uh and then uh Chris Martin he's now I believe it's a pastor uh but they still perform together they're still friends so that's good to hear um but yeah, this film is still good, man. It's still a good movie that I really enjoy. Uh, not a lot of people have seen it. And sadly, it's leaving Netflix. So a lot of people won't have a chance to see it. Um, but if you do find a chance to see Class Act, I would suggest you watch it. I do suggest you watch The First House Party as well as a companion piece. You know, it is not related. I suggest you watch those. But I enjoyed the movie. I thought that it was fun, I thought it was entertaining, and um, I really, I really dug it. So, um, I just wanted to give this uh, uh, deep analysis of the film. Um, Hopefully, I didn't leave anything out. Yeah, so the payoff with the homosexual thing is at the end of the movie, you hear Duncan's in the room having sex with demeter uh the parents don't know that they're just hearing the noises and father goes and investigates and then he finds out that he's in there with a girl the father's so happy he's overjoyed he asks the girl if he wants some water or food beverages anything like that she's like and he's like dad i'm sorting a meal or something like, yes sir you do what you gotta do and so he leaves and he's just so overjoyed that his son isn't gay and so he uh Goes into the room and tells his wife he's in there getting it on with a stacked woman. Uh, And then uh, he he lays down and she says, John. She says, John? And gives him, like, sexy eyes and they start fooling around in the bed. And that's essentially the end of the movie, right there. Um, So, yeah. So, the whole subplot is the father was afraid that his son was gay but overjoyed when he's not. (laughs) That's, That's when play out today there was no way you could do that but for this day i can see the humor in it but today i know that that wouldn't fly um but yeah so that's been my review for class act uh 1992 film i uh, hope you watch it if you watched i hope you liked it if not then it's okay it's okay to not like everything i like it's okay to like not like everything that brandon likes it's fine but okay. So this is Aaron Whitlow from the Mark Movie Podcast. We thank you for paying attention to us, listening to us, supporting us. Thank you.